There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Titans general manager John Robinson, who was Jason Light's right-hand man as the player personnel director in Tampa, has a unique perspective on Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. That's because... He helped draft Jameis Winston, and he inherited Mariota when he became the Titans' GM just two years ago. In just a minute, we'll play my interview with Robinson, who talks quarterbacks, firing and hiring coaches, his relationship with Jason Light, and going to the postseason, and so much more. Meanwhile, the Rays win a series at Yankee Stadium. That's right. They really did it. That's the first time in four years, 12 series in a row they had lost up in New York. Tommy Fan with a good day at the plate. Blake Snell with five shutout innings. We'll talk about the Rays winning a series against the Yankees. All that and more on this Friday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started, I've got a fantastic offer and exciting news from Continental Wholesale Diamonds that's going to make your jewelry selection experience, well, unforgettable. And this offer, only good for our listeners at Sports Day Tampa Bay. Continental Wholesale Diamonds is sending you and that special person to a Caribbean cruise five days, four nights. That's right, on us, with any minimum purchase of only $2,000. Now, you get to choose the cruise line. You get to choose the destination in the Caribbean. I'm telling you, this is as good a deal as you're ever going to find. You just spend a minimum $2,000, and this is yours. And with Andy offering all those wholesale prices and the quality you deserve with your jewelry selection, you know you're going to be receiving the very best when purchasing from Continental Wholesale Diamonds. So call Andy today at this number, 813-282-7375. And remember, just let him know that you heard it from Rick and Steve on Tampa Bay, on Sports Day Tampa Bay. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds. It's where I shop. They're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. So day two of the uh, Bucks with their joint workouts against the Tennessee Titans was pretty interesting. We'll get into some details about that in just a minute. But first, Steve, I got some names for you to pick up I'm about to drop. Hold on. Let me, let me brace my back here. <laughs> These are big ones, man. Um, in no particular order. Well, yes, in, in a particular order. Uh, Mark Dominic was out here. You know Mark Dominic has moved to Tennessee, to the Nashville area. I did I, – I did not know that until today. Wow. But it's I had true. no idea. I thought he moved to Bristol. No, he is. No, he's not. No longer working for ESPN. No, I, know, I know. He does some uh, NFL uh, radio stuff. But, um, but yeah, uh, packed it up, and uh, the family is here in the Nashville area. So it was good to see him. Uh, also, Eddie George was out and about, the actor, not the running back. Remember now he's – He's like doing uh, off Broadway. He's doing like Chicago yeah. or something. You know, former Tennessee something Titan. Crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the big big Tennessee Titan running back. Of course. Um, I think there might have been a player or two. The guy that I want to talk about, though, my former teammate. That's true. World champion for the Detroit Tigers and the '86 Mets. Howard Johnson was here today. Hojo. Hojo. 
He yeah. Was, he was phenomenal in the 80s. Oh, the original Hojo. Played at Clearwater High School, one of our high school rivals. And uh, people probably don't remember this, but um, he and, and myself and Bill Bond, uh, one of my best friends, and two other guys, we were like the first five baseball players to actually get um, full scholarships to, at that time, was called St. Petersburg Junior College. Howard you know, showed up there, and we had a fall program because you could play year-round here in Florida, obviously. We played like 20, 25 games, it seemed like. But we would play Eckerd College. We'd play a lot of teams. And um, Howard was with us. He was part of that ball club. He had been drafted, I think, in June, did not sign. Um, back in the day, there was a draft in January. And uh, so Howard was playing junior college ball in the fall and doing very, very well. He was a shortstop. I played second. And um, all of a sudden, the what was then the January draft rolled around, uh, and he was taken by the Detroit Tigers, and he signed. And he never played a, a day, you know. It it's, uh, kind of reminds me of Alex Rodriguez wanting to go to the University of Miami, but he never did. Derek Jeter oh, wanted but, to go to the University Howard, of Michigan. Michigan, yeah, and yeah. they claimed those colleges. But Howard actually did play. He played for – he had the colors, the whole deal, and he played, he played in the fall. But um, he was off to uh, Detroit and – Won two World Series. I mean, you know that that Tigers team in '84 was was crazy good. I mean, they, they might that's I think that record wise, it might be the best one that they've ever had. They ran away with it. Um, and then, of course, the '86 Mets. I mean, any any member of that team you could write a book about, right? I mean, it was just crazy, literally. Um, but but yeah, they yeah in a lot of ways. He told me a story today. It was pretty unbelievable. I'll get into it in just a second. But he's always been a huge Bucks fan. So I, I've known that since I knew him in high school. He, he was just rabid Bucks fan, and and uh, sometimes would call me and uh, always listening to uh, you know to to us at the press conferences. You know when he hears my name and whatnot. Um, but really interesting to see him now. What he's doing now is he's a uh, I guess he's a batting instructor for the Texas Rangers um, AAA team. The Round Rock Express. Which is the Round Rock. Yeah, the Express from Round Rock. And they just happened to be playing in Nashville at this very time, playing the Nashville Sounds. So he he was in Nashville at the time that his beloved Bucks were there. And we hooked up and we talked some old times. It was, it was great to see him. I had no idea he was from uh, Clearwater High School. I told you a story beforehand that I remember in high school, uh, after one of his fantastic years, I don't remember exactly which year because he had a couple of them, that I drafted him number one overall in our fantasy draft the next year. So, do you do anything for you? Uh, he didn't have as great of a year. I mean, it was it was an okay year, but it wasn't the year he had the year before. So, yeah, pe- people forget, and you, you can yeah, I'm sure you can remember sort of the stat, but like back in the day, and even probably more so now, but back in the day, there were very few members of the thirty thirty club, thirty mm-hmm. stolen bases and thirty home runs, and Howard was pumping that out with some regularity. He did it three times. Yeah. He had uh, 36 and 32 in 87. He had 36 and 41 in 89, and then 38 and 30 in 91. I mean, all that power, you think about like all those home runs he could hit, and he's not that big. Like, he's not a big guy at all. 5'11, 178, he's listed on baseball reference. Yeah, that's generous. The 5'11 <laughs> is probably close to the truth, but I don't know about 178. But he, yeah, he, well, he's smaller than day, me. Might, that was probably his playing days more than Yeah, now. probably his playing weight, sure, yeah. Uh, absolutely but he he's he's definitely smaller shorter than me and yeah it was kind of cool to see him man brought back brought back a lot of old memories it rained a little bit it was a different day it was a little cooler day 
you know, we'll get into what the Bucks did at practice. But first, uh, I want to tell you about my interview with John Robinson. John Robinson was a guy that I think Jason Light really leaned on and, and probably misses him today, although he replaced him with John Spitek. But they <clears throat> interesting story, the background of this is that Jason Light, of course, uh, he worked as a scout with the Patriots, and he was cruising along Louisiana, sort of looking for some diamond in the rough. He didn't really have a reason to stop anywhere, but he did stop at Nichols State in Louisiana, and, and the linebacker's coach was one John Robinson. You know, they, they, they kind of they hit it off a little bit, and they went to lunch, and that's when J-Rob told him that he'd like to get into the NFL, and Jason Light made a call to Scott Pioli. They interviewed him. He got the job. And the rest, as they say, is history. So pretty remarkable. Um, and they, they were very close. Of course, you know, John was pretty much brought up in the Patriots' way, you know, whereas Jason moved on to Philadelphia and Arizona before he got the Bucks GM job. So when he brought in J-Rob, he noticed that, you know, Jason was uh, had a lot of the same principles that Belichick did in their scouting department, but also it was just a little more a little more loose. So that's helped for him. Uh, you know, sort of John's philosophy. But, of course, we know how well the Titans have done. Not only uh, uh, did they make the playoffs last year, but then there was some conflict as well because Robinson fired Mike Malarkey despite making the playoffs and has hired Mike Vrabel, um, who, of course, he was familiar with during Vrabel's time in New England as a uh, linebacker. So uh, interesting uh, perspective I mentioned that he has on both Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, and he gets into that. Here now, without further delay, my interview with Titans general manager, John Robinson. You and Jason uh, mm-hmm. are really good friends and, and uh, close. Um, just delve into that a little bit. I mean, you know, you were such an integral part of, of him getting that thing going in Tampa, and then you get the opportunity here. What's the – what did you take from, from Tampa in the time that you were there that you were able to – transfer. Uh, I know you both were in New England too. Sure. There's a lot of influences that you have. No question. You know, I think um, I'm extremely grateful to Jason for the opportunity that he gave me in Tampa um, because he had um, he had branched off from New England right. uh, to Philly, to Arizona, to a couple places and he had seen how you can do it, but do it differently. Mm-hmm. And the exposure that he gave me that's rooted in New England, but it's kind of different. It's your own style. Right. I think that was huge for me um, to see that, all right, you can, here's what you can do and you can take what we know from our time in Foxborough, mm-hmm. but do this with it and do that with it. <clears throat> and I learned a lot, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of the demands that were put on his plate from, let's say, a non-football side of things yeah. that you have to deal with on a daily basis that I really wasn't exposed to in New England because that wasn't my job. Yeah. My job was right. to get the draft and everything ready as best as possible for Coach Belichick and Nick and Scott. Um, so that side of the business of football mm-hmm. was very, very helpful to me as I transition here to, to Tennessee. And it's time-consuming, right? I mean, Extremely. You, you, you want to focus on the task at hand, but literally everything passes by your desk, right? It's, I think I said it on the radio yesterday. I sat down to watch the um, actually the, the Tampa-Miami game, the preseason game, just kind of watch through it. And I finally got through it like later that night because it's, hey, can we get five minutes? Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, when you 
it's it's constant, and I saw it in in Tampa, mm-hmm. and I never really saw that in, in the Greenland because right that wasn't your role. So you know him him prepping me that way um, for those demands that are going to come across your table um, has been extremely extremely helpful for me. Otherwise, I would have you know sat back and shock and all. What? Yeah, I got into this for football. Now everything's yeah, now everything's on my plate. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm trying to buy vacuum cleaners. <laughs> exactly. Um, you also, Jason has gone through a coaching change. Had to hire a coach. You've had to hire and fire a coach. Um, what, what is that process like? I mean, for you, and just in general. Um, I mean, it's it's emotional. It's a change. It's uh, it's you know you but you have your own guy. You know you, you both. I mean, Jason came with Lovey, but then all of a sudden he was tasked with moving forward. Sure. What what was that like? And those those are not easy decisions. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we you, know, you, you talk with ownership. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's it's their decision. It's their football team. Right. They're relying on you for input on mm-hmm. the direction of the football team, mm-hmm. and it's a decision that, as tough as it, as it is, you have to do what's best for the team. Yeah. Um, because that's what's going to win or lose your games at the end of the day is, is the team. So yeah. um, it, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, we did a lot of um, there was a lot of discussions that went into the decision to go a different direction. Sure. And then a lot of research that went into finding the next head coach. Right. And, um, Found three really good candidates that we thought. Um, and, uh, Matt Floor, who we ended up getting as the offensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes and, and Brapes. And um, just felt like that, that Mike was the best fit for our football team. Right. You went with Brapes, who's, who's not been a head coach. Dirk Cutter had not been a head coach in the mm-hmm. NFL. So, what is that like to. to, to uh, there's a learning curve there, right, for those guys? Yeah, there, there is, just like there was for me. I'd never been a general manager before. So, yeah. Um, if you're, but if you if you've got if you're a football guy, you're a football guy. Right. I think and right. you're kind of you're smart enough, and you've got enough common sense, and you surround yourself with the people, you can figure it out. Yeah. And um, you know, Ray's had played in this league a long time. He had known you know the business of it. He's been a player rep. Um, he, he got it. Um, he's extremely football smart. Um, commanded the room in the interview. Knew when he stood in front of ninety guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been in every seat as a player that the 90 guys looking at him yeah. are sitting in. He's been a rookie, he's been a free agent, he's been an aging veteran, yeah. been a special teams guy, played a little bit on offense. Played on, he did, did it all. Yeah. So I think his message resonated with the guys instantly. Um, and he's demanding of the players, um, but he's also respectful of the players, and um, he's appreciative of their efforts. Your team made it to the postseason. Which is not—I don't have to tell you—it's been ten years since the Bucks have done that. Not a small achievement. Um, what, did, what was that experience like for, for for the organization, for the city, for for your players? Awesome. Give them hope. You know that I hadn't had her in a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's the Titans. You know, it's the Titans. We get in the tournament, and it's like well, it's the Titans. Yeah. You know? So um, gives your players there's a there's a Fire in their eyes, and it's like you get a taste of it, and then it's, it's like a lot more, right? It, it, but it's like a car crash at the end when it's over. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's so it's like slammed shut, yeah. and it's like you could see it in the locker room in New England. It's like, damn, we want to keep playing, yeah, um, yeah. But it's that's the way it is, and you get a chance to get in, and you, you, you just gotta do your best to stay alive. It's not about 
you got to win some early games, but it's about staying consistent. Get in, if you get in the tournament, anything can happen. Right. Well, and anything did happen. You were down 24 to 3, 21 to 3, whatever it was in Kansas City, one of the hardest places to play. What did it do for that quarterback and for your team to come back in a, in a game like that? Uh, I mean, I think it kind of cemented. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our resolve as a football team that push comes to shove, backs against the wall, um, you band together. I think it re-emphasized what we've been preaching here for two years about put the team first. Yeah, it's all about we're only going to be as good as the team. Yeah, is uh, one player's not going to you know it takes all of us. Yeah, you know, whether it's Marcus throwing a block to get Derek on the edge. Yeah, whether it's Cyprian making a big hit. Whether you know whatever it may be, um, breaking up a pass late. Him and Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a combined effort with the 46 guys that are out there in all three phases. That's what's going to get us there. Yeah. You, you have a really unique perspective in that you were in Tampa Bay when the work was done on Jameis and Marcus, and you saw you saw that decision and how it was made. Not that it was your decision, but, but you did a lot of the research. Sure. And then, and then you did research on Marcus, too, and now you have him. From your perspective, just, just tell me what, what we didn't know about those guys that you know now that, that, that you know, was maybe not as emphasized but is, is better than you thought and, and maybe what is what was I mean on, sure. on the surface it's obvious that you know Jameis came into the league with the reputation of, of uh, you know a guy that turned the ball over a lot um, may have some off-field problems so far that has come to pass a little bit obviously with the suspension but and in Marcus's case you know it was sort of um, smart guy 10 character um, didn't know how he would fit necessarily in a pro offense. So, so all those things, and then the things that you've learned about the future and that are that are maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think first off, we thought that they were both really good football players. Right. We were both they were both starting level quarterbacks that could win a lot of games yeah. in this league. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that their personalities were different. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think their personalities are. You, you kind of are who you are. Your personality is... Yeah. You're not going to change that. Change that. Yeah, right, right, right. But I think, you know, I was only with Jameis a brief time there. I think mm-hmm. he's he's had some, some good plays and probably had some plays he'd like to have back. Yeah. And the same thing can be said for Marcus. He's had some good plays and got some plays he'd like to have back. Right. Um, not having been around Jameis the last two years, yeah. I don't know how he's grown. Yeah. Um, but with Marcus, um, I, I've seen his... His leadership improved. I think it's he's become more vocal. He'll step in the huddle and he'll rally guys a little bit more, maybe than. It's hard to see that on Oregon tape because you're not at you're the not game. in the huddle, yeah. Exactly. But when you talk to everybody there, there's like great leader, guys respect him, and it's the same thing here. Mm-hmm. He's a great leader, guys respect him, does everything the right way. Um, <clears throat> and I think you know we've we're trying to. You know, tailor the offense to help himself. Right. And um, I think that's been good for him over the last you know, 
five, six, seven months. Is, is he is he better um, than people give him credit for as far as the, the ability to, to dissect and read and, and, and you know because he came from an offense where we nobody really knew exactly how much of that he did. I thought he did more than what people gave him credit yeah. for, but um, how much football acumen type? No, I think it, I think it's I think it's been good. I think yeah. you know, over the last. Um, I said the last six or seven months, you can see him working through progressions. We do drills. I think the biggest thing for him that's improved is his fundamentals, his mechanics. Okay. Um, his, his base had, had shortened up over the last two years. He was throwing a little bit more off his back foot. Mm -hmm. um, he, would, he would try to escape out of the back of the pocket instead of stepping up and sliding. I think yeah. he's doing more of the ladder now. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that's just fundamental quarterback. Correct, yeah. And I think you know, it's been a real point of emphasis here over the last six or seven months is just getting back to the basics of quarterback. Yeah. Um, when the building's crumbling down around you, there's a nice cozy little pocket right up in there. Stay there. You just slide right up and throw it. Yeah. So try to run out the back of the building, you, know, you might get caught by a brick or two. Yeah. Um, does uh, what's been the because I haven't been in Nashville but for a couple of minutes now. But what is the city's? What is what is the fan bases? Feeling about about their quarterback, and I know it's a quarterback league. Yeah, they love him. Yeah, they love him. He's, I mean, very endeared here in the city. Everybody's yeah. a fan of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll stay out here and sign seven hundred autographs if they line up. Really? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, they're they're very supportive of him. We got a great fan base. It was, it was really cool to see him walked off the field in Jacksonville last year and been the playoffs for forever. A lot of Tennessee. The folks. support that we had was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, what do you um, what do you make of this Buccaneers team? I know you haven't spent much time watching them. You tried to watch the Miami game. Yeah, I watched the Miami game. I got playmakers on offense, and I got playmakers on defense. Yeah, and I was there with most of those guys that were on defense. Yeah, um, Gerald and Quan and Levante. Yeah. Um, we had some pass rushers, you know, bolstered the defensive front a little bit. Mm -hmm. Grimes looked like he's still playing at a pretty good level. Last year, I mean, him played good this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, Mike's tough cover. Braid's a tough cover. Um, I liked the Jones kid that took out USC. I thought he had some electric flash. Some flash, yeah. So, yeah, they're looking for some some explosives. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully we'll get some good work this week and there's no fights. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> Final thing, um, with Winston, who you, who you did some work on, and now he's going to miss three games. For any quarterback or for, for a franchise, when it's sort of an unforced error, how, how do you over Like, how d difficult would that be? Or how... And you're going to play without your quarterback for injury at times. Your team has to be able to rally around that. Sure. Um, but but on the surface, I mean, he put you know he's put them in a bad situation. I think everybody knows that. But but as an as an organization, how do you overcome sort of those? What are the messages you, that you want to that you would? Yeah, I think we just try to flip, if it was our football team, we just try to stress the importance of, of respecting the team and, and your teammates and know that the decision that you're going to make affects uh, both on and off the field. We're, it's going to affect the, you know, the other 52 guys in the locker room, the coaches who are trying to coach you, you know, the marketing people are trying to stop. I mean, it's going to affect everybody. So you have to be cognizant of that and realize that you know, we're held to a higher standard, whether we like it or not. It's what we signed up for. And, yeah. Um, that's 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 the world we live in, and, and we've got to we've got to try to be on all at our best. And be mindful of all the P's and Q's that that are you know, that yeah. are ahead of us. You really at that position. You live this, maybe every player, but particularly the quarterback who's the face of the franchise. You have to be that guy. You're on and off the field your entire career, right? There is really no off button. You got to be on. 
Yeah. yeah. You have to be on all the time. All the time. I mean, unless you're sitting home and, you know. Well, even then, yeah. But they, yeah, absolutely. You, you got to be. Lock you gotta, your doors, but. You got to be on. Yeah. You got to be on. Yeah. There's no question. So I was here, of course, uh, day two, the joint practices. Thank God it wasn't as hot. In fact, that we got rained on a little bit, total cloud cover. So that was kind of nice for the players to be back out there because uh, they suffered on Wednesday, that's for sure. One player, however, one Bucks player that will be departing Nashville before his team does after Saturday night's game, and this is kind of sad, defensive tackle Stevie Tuikovalatu. Remember, he was a seventh-round pick from Southern Cal last year, 2017. He was waived a year ago um, you know, because he had a, a knee injury. He has gotten hurt again. He was waived injured on Thursday. He suffered for what is believed to be a triceps uh, pull or triceps injury. Uh, so the Bucks went ahead and used his roster spot to sign former Carolina Panthers defensive tackle Drew Ittings. You know he is not; he's kind of been kicked around uh, a lot of different places. Six foot five, two hundred ninety pounds, uh, signed with the Raiders as an undrafted free agent out of South Dakota back in two thousand and sixteen. Uh, in two thousand seventeen, was with the Saints, and they wanted to move him. Interestingly, to an offensive guard spot, and then the Saints waived him last June. Um, and uh, the Panthers picked him up uh, at defensive tackle, but um, they finally let him go. So the Bucks now hit, have him uh, in the fold to uh, to replace uh, Stevie T. And it's unfortunate because you know that's that's the side of football that I hate. Through no fault of your own, you end up with a freakish injury or some kind of thing that'll keep you from competing, and you're done. It's as simple as that. Especially unless you're, you know, if you're not a, a high draft pick. Um, as far as the practice went, I thought the Tennessee sort of flipped the script. Yesterday, the Bucks were really dominant, especially the wide receivers on their DBs, not just in the individuals, but also in the team uh, setting, if you will. And I thought that on Thursday, Tennessee really did a nice job. I mean, they they sort of fought back. Uh, Adore Jackson got it started early in the one-on-ones where he batted a ball up and intercepted it against Deshaun Jackson, and then – it was Adore Jackson again um, who got O.J. Howard on a pass when they were in 11-on-11 11 11 drills. So uh, a big day for him for sure, and but but still good work because they didn't put up much of a challenge um, when they all got together on uh, Wednesday. So we'll see what happens, uh, of course, in the game coming up. I think they probably both teams held something back. Uh, one of the things that was uh, was interesting is is just seeing – you know, seeing the, the, the two teams get together and, and the tempers finally did flare. I mean, you finally had some 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 fights. They didn't they didn't get out of hand. It wasn't anything um that they couldn't contain, but one time um Chris Conte leveled Dion Lewis uh in a one eleven on eleven drill and you're supposed to keep the guys up and nobody hits the ground and that got testy. You had the, the familiar Jason Pierre Paul and Taylor Luan went at it again. Um so that was fun. But uh, not nothing to the extent that we saw with the Jets or Washington uh, or anything like that. Uh, and, you know, for the most part, everybody got out of this pretty, pretty healthy and it was good work. Uh, so now they'll have a walkthrough today separate from each other. They'll they'll just do their own thing. They should knock off around lunch or so. They'll meet again around four or five. And uh, then, of course, the, the big game is on uh, is on Saturday. So little downtime giving their legs back and um, and just do some you know some mental mental reps and things like that 
So, Steve, break up the Tampa Bay Rays. They finally win a series at Yankee Stadium. Is that even possible? It has been a minute, right? Uh, four years. It was uh, late June, early July of 2014, the last time they won a series in the Bronx. Goodness, 2014. Yep, and they go there three times a year. So this isn't one of those teams you go once a year and, and you know take four years to win a series. This is three times a year. Wow. It was a another good pitching performance by Blake Snell. They still got him sort of on a pitch count, but I think he threw, what, five scoreless innings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he did. And then uh, they had four or five pitchers the rest of the way. I think five pitchers mm-hmm. the rest of the way to work the four innings. And then uh, your boy makes a nice debut. Tommy Pham comes back and uh, has a couple of knocks, including a double. Looked like he was going to hit one out there for a second. Um, so it was a good addition, uh, good addition by him. Adam Clare, a- Adam Clare got his first career save. Yeah, how about that? After after uh, Sergio Romo, what got the bases loaded with mm-hmm. nobody out yep. in the final inning? Yeah, Adam Clare came in and did really well. I mean, that's the one spot I think that you know going forward they're going to have to obviously address because I I don't know how much longer you know a guy like Romo is going to be their guy. Yeah, I anticipate um, next season. I mean. If you look at the pitchers who have the stuff that could be closers, Alvarado could be, Diego Castillo could be. Uh, they may have another guy or two that m- maybe. The question is mentally, can they handle that role? But, uh, you know, I think ultimately they may end up signing a veteran to be the closer next year. I mean, they're going to have some some money to sign free agents for the first time in a long time for the Rays. And I think closer may be one of those positions they are, are seeking. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense to me that they would uh... – they would certainly do that. So the Rays now move on to Boston, and if it wasn't enough playing the Yankees, now they got to go try to win a series against the Red Hot Red Sox, of course. And, you know, I mean, they, they actually are leading the series with the Yankees, not so much with the Red Sox. We'll see if they can turn this road trip into a really good road trip, and you'll be able to follow that. Uh, we'll have all that for you uh, on Monday in Monday's podcast, as well as anything that happens uh, with the Bucks between now and, of course, the game that they play Saturday night against the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota against Jameis Winston, and uh, others, of course. Ryan Fitzpatrick will most likely start the game, and we'll see if the, the Bucks can uh, build on the momentum they had in week one against the uh, the Miami Dolphins. Hey, it's been a fun week, of course. Uh, I've had enjoyed uh, being here in Nashville, and again, we'll talk about the Bucks uh, on Monday. We appreciate you guys. Uh, as always, joining us, we've got uh, – All kinds of people coming aboard, not just listeners, but sponsors as well. You're going to be hearing a lot about that in the coming days. And uh, as always, we'd love to get your feedback. Didn't have a mailbag mailbag segment this week, but you can always, uh, you know, send us some questions. Happy to answer them online or even on the podcast. And you can do that by going to uh, our Twitter handle, which is at SportsDayTV. That's at SportsDayTV, or you can reach me at NFL Stroud, or you can always email me uh, at rstroud at tampabay.com. And folks, uh, make sure you go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. He's got a deal for you that you're not going to be able to beat. A minimum purchase of just $2,000 in addition to getting that perfect diamond for your special someone. You guys are going to get on us because you listen to this podcast only. A five-day, four-night cruise to the Caribbean. You get to pick not only the cruise line, but also where you want to go to the Caribbean. It doesn't get any better than that. Please go see my friend Indian Continental Wholesale Diamond and and also tell them that uh, Rick and Steve sent you from Sports Day 
Tampa Bay. As always, we'd love for you guys to rate and review this podcast. You could do that anywhere you can find the podcast. Yeah, whether you're getting it through Google Play, maybe it's iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, anywhere you're getting the podcast, just hit the subscribe button so it downloads to your mobile device automatically every day. Then if you share it with a friend or hit like on those posts, that always helps us out and spreads the word about the podcast. And if you'd like to sponsor, we don't have many openings left, but if you'd like to get in, contact Monica Boyer, our sales manager at 813-957-0836, And if you don't remember that, just reach out to Rick or myself and we'll get you hooked up with her and get you taken care of. Yeah, a lot of people trying to do that, uh, recognizing the uh, the popularity of this podcast, and we hope to uh, to have some new sponsors introduced to you uh, real soon. So, for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 